Hello, friends, and welcome to 3ABN Today. My name is John Lomakang, and if you're a part of our 3ABN family, welcome back. But uh, if this is your first time tuning in, remember this channel. We believe that this channel, this program, this network has something that God wants you to hear. And uh, we'd like you to remember and continue to tune in from time to time. We are on 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. You guessed it. That's right. We are never off. And outside of storms, which are rare, we thank God for the blessing that uh, keeps us on the air going and growing, waiting for the Lord to come. And uh, thank you for your prayers and your support, whatever means that might be, whether you volunteer or you send in your financial support. We appreciate everything you do for Three Angels Broadcasting Network. Today we have a very interesting program. You know, for some time, there's always been a controversy over the name of God. When you read the Bible, you wonder how many names he does have. And uh, at various times and under various situations, you find a different name. Today our guests both are going to talk about that very important topic, and uh, I believe we'll try by God's grace to settle some of the confusion about whether or not God should be called this name or that name. So stay tuned for this very important program. But before we introduce our guest, we have a, a friend of ours, Jamie George, and he's a professional violinist. I think he and his violin are one, and he's going to be playing a song entitled, I Need Thee Every Hour.
Thank you so much, Jamie. I always appreciate your ministry, and uh, I always appreciate the fact that you use songs that always give God the glory. We do need the Lord every hour. Well, let's w welcome and meet our guest right now. We have two very uh, lively men here today that are going to share with us a topic that I'm excited about. And uh, let me just start with you. I'm gonna, I was going to say your name, but let me let you do that. Tell our, our viewing and listening audience who you are, uh, where you're from, and what you do right now. Okay. Um, I'm Ernie Pyle. I'm from Arlington, Texas. Okay. Good old Texas boy. <laughs> and right now I'm a sales trainer for one of the largest security uh, companies in the United States. Okay. And, uh, of course, what I really like is I'm one of the speakers for Knowing God Ministries. Okay. All right. All right. And to, my, to your left, uh, tell me your name and what you do and where you're from. My also. name is uh, Rob Shepard. Mm -hmm. And uh, along with my wife, we have a private practice of family, marriage and family counseling. Okay. We do that uh, full time. Mm -hmm. And I, too, am very proud to say this is my real calling of uh, being a speaker for the Names of God ministry. Okay. And um, Ernie talked about his proud state of Texas. Where are you from? Where are you from originally? Originally, I was born in the state of Washington. Okay. Migrated down the coast okay. as my father followed the timber industry. All right. And uh, then uh, come to know the Lord in, in Northern California. Okay. And it just changed my life. So you should say I'm from the beautiful Northwest, as oh, he's from the great state of Texas. Yes. Uh, good to have you both here today. And I want to let our audience know that uh, this is a very wonderful program, uh, Knowing God Ministry, and we'll talk about that in a moment. But um, I want to just lay some background, because both of you are, as I would say, retired pastors to some degree. Uh, Ernie, let's begin with you. Tell us about your pastoral ministry. Okay. I had the privilege of pastoring in uh, both in Texas and mainly in Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. And uh, I worked with a program called the Church Growth Principles. All right. And I really en enjoyed that. And uh, through the years, I uh, had Rob as my pastor in Arlington, Texas. Okay. And that's where we become friends. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I went back to Keene when I was in my 30s to get my degree. And Rob was one of my professors. All right. Uh, I took second year Greek with him. and. He was a lousy teacher because all I got out of that was a C minus. Of course, I won't mention I took first year Greek eight, about eight years earlier. But, uh, and so that's where our friendship was forged. And okay. We, we like to brag. You don't mind if we brag? No, about not it. at all. Two old men, we won the five state double tennis championship of Southwestern Adventist area when they brought all the kids in from Ozark and all the schools. Wow. We won the tennis championship. Of course, I carry Rob, but <laughs> we still won. <laughs> That's good. Wow. <laughs> Rob, you guys have to be friends for him to really <laughs> praise you that way. <laughs> he's exactly. The, he's the leader of the pack. But to tell us about your background, because you also uh, are a pastor. You know, let me just say this. Even though you are retired and not necessarily in the pastoral yeah. field, yeah. Mm -hmm. there's never a time that you're not a pastor. Once you're in that field, but just tell us about your background in that area. Sure. Um, I was converted in uh, Northern California in Fortuna, actually. Okay, I know And exactly uh, a wonderful doctor by the name of Richard Mason uh, led me to Christ. Mm -hmm. And after I was there for three years, um, I started doing evangelistic meetings for youth and, and doing a lot of preaching. And uh, with my high school background, I didn't belong in college. Mm. And, uh, but the 
people in the church were saying, Rob, you, you've got to go to the ministry. You've got to go to the ministry. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what that involved or anything like that. Never dreamed of going to college. Mm -hmm. I applied to 13, uh, for 13 times mm -hmm. to colleges, and every time I was rejected. Mm -hmm. And finally, uh, Pacific Union College came up for a weekend seminar, mm -hmm. and the doctor introduced me to the chairman. He said, look, your record doesn't warrant you going to college, but it will make this deal with you. If you'll make up all of the bad grades when you were in high school, and if you will uh, come down there and we'll put you on scholastic probation hmm. for the first uh, semester. And so I did that. I made up all my F's and D's that I had <laughs> in high school. Thinking that D meant dynamic and F was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, went down to uh, Pacific Union College and I threw everything I had behind it. We had two children when we went there, wow. had three when we left. Mm -hmm. And uh, my wife stayed home and uh, took care of the children. So I had to work and go to school. Wow. And uh, the greatest day of my life was when I was called to the uh, the uh, dean's office and um, I had received a letter that said I was on the dean's list. Hmm. Well in high school that was bad news. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I went and uh, asked them. I went in there with tears. Wondering what I you thought had done. That I, they were going to kick me out. Hmm. And he looked at me so strangely and said, what are you doing? Why, do, why are you crying? He said, well, I, I really gave everything I had, and I thought that I was, this letter meant that I was going well, to be uh, kicked out. Mm -hmm. He says, no, the dean's list means that you've got a straight four-point average. Wow. And I, I, I was just amazed over that, but to realize that I made it there. And then, anyway, I went from there, and, and I was called to the Texas conference as okay. a minister. They sent me to the seminary in Michigan and then I went down to Texas and served there for seven years as a pastor. One of those years in the Ardington Church and then they called me okay. to come down to the university as a teacher. Wow, and uh, you were so horrible in college that you got your D-men. <laughs> <laughs> and a number of other letters after your name. Tell us what those yeah. are. Uh, the other letters are pertaining to my licensure and uh, qualifications for counseling. Okay. A licensed professional counselor and licensed marriage and family therapist. Okay. So when I was through at the college, I just couldn't quit. And, All right. Uh, Jesus said the best audience that he ever had was one. Okay. And so um, I went there with that intention of doing what I could. I just couldn't sit still and I couldn't stop. Wow. That is, that is amazing, but good to have you both here, and I can Thank see that there's a passion you. that drives you. Yes. Uh, tell us about Knowing God Ministries, uh, but just briefly the inception, because I want to dive into this topic okay. about knowing um, the names of God. Rob and I uh, taught a Sabbath school class there at the Arlington Church, and that was kind of the effort we put into the church work. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had a lady come, I had a lady come to me that caught me in a narrow hallway and stopped me and said, why are you wasting your talent? Hmm. And, and by the way, why is Rob Shepard wasting his talent? Well, I mean, that stunned me. Mm -hmm. and, but I got thinking about that, and I said, you know, that's just not a coincidence. You said it with passion. And uh, so Rob and I started a home church mm -hmm. uh, every Friday night in our house. We had from 
uh, 15 to 35 people. And wow, we did that for a couple of years. And then Rob said to me, uh, you know, we was looking for series to do. He says, we ought to try the names of God. He says, that's really been beneficial to me. And so I started studying into it. And so we did a series. And uh, Pastor John, of all the series we did in that home church, that was the one that the people uh, started responding to and commenting to. Okay. And then the Arlington Church asked us to do it for a prayer meeting. Mm-hmm. And so we did a series of 16 names there. Wow. And so we started praying and saying, Lord, uh, two things. If we have a ministry and we form knowing God's ministry, provide a place to go because we're not going to call or advertise. All right. Provide the funding. And, uh, you know, we'll not take a penny from it, but just provide the funding. And next thing we know, we're in Har- Harrison, Arkansas, of all places. That's where we begin. And that funding has always come in, most of it from our Sabbath school class. They believe in us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're just very, very thankful that uh, the message that we have the opportunity, uh, we are able to go to the churches. We charge nothing for our seminars. Okay. We do four names. We uh, have a 16 CD set that we give out on the names of God. Wow. We also have a, a booklet with outlines so they can study themselves. Mm-hmm. We have laminated cards they put in their Bible. Hmm. And uh, we have prayer requests that we take and bring it back to the prayer group in our Sabbath school class. Right. They pray over that for 30 days. And Rob wrote a wonderful book uh, and we give that away. So the people know that we're there strictly because of our passion, because we take not a penny for ourselves, right. and all of our materials and the seminar are absolutely free. Wow, wow, that's, that's good. We're gonna plug that again toward the ending of our program so you can invite uh, both Rob and Ernie to come to your church or community center or wherever that may be to share yes. about the names of God. Dive into the names of God. Maybe Rob wanna start on this or Ernie, which Let's one of Rob. You? Let's yeah. start with you. My first exposure to this was at Pacific Union College okay. with uh, Leslie Harding. Oh, yeah. One of the things that um, uh, I had to do as a theology student was to memorize all of the beliefs of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Wow. Had to commit to memory every text so that at any given moment we could uh, give a Bible study from memory on that. And that was our qualifying test to be able to uh, graduate. Hmm. And uh, so I put a lot of effort into all of that. And um, when Leslie Harding taught a class on uh, the names of God, um, a totally different reaction. I was not now just memorizing scripture. I was beginning to know a person. Hmm. Our entire ministry is based on the concept when Jesus said to his father, Father, I'm about to come to you, mm-hmm. but this is what I've been trying to get across. This is life eternal, hmm. that they might know thee, the only true God in Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Mm-hmm. That is the basis, that is the key text for our entire ministry. It Mm. was through that class that I came to know God in a way that I had never known before. My heart would go, would just burn as I was in that class and as Dr. Harding would uh, uh, expound on all of those. 
And uh, from that time on, I had determined wherever I go, mm -hmm. my message is to introduce people to that loving God. And I did the series several times yes. in the pastors, uh, I mean, when I was in a pastorate, and uh, did part of it when I was at the Arlington Church. And um, that was uh, the beginning of this. And then when we got together in a home church, I said, Ernie, let's, let's look into that. Right. And it took off like a, a flame. I mean, this is amazing because, you know, a lot of times it's easy to, to go over the names Adonai, Elohim, mm -hmm. Yahweh, and just kind of mention it in that small context. But behind, it's almost like, it's almost like a little small combination lock on the front of a bank vault. Yeah. There's so much treasury on the inside. If you oh. get enamored by the, the handle, <laughs> you miss what's behind <laughs> it. And I think sometimes yeah. we get enamored by the ability to pr pronounce the name yes. and yeah. forget what that name means. Yeah. Ernie, take us to one of the names. Okay, well, John, I'd like to, to say this, and then I want to go to my favorite name. Uh, what we have shown the people, because we've learned it ourselves right. and it's affected us, God introduced himself by a particular name, and that was always to show his character mm -hmm. in a certain situation. And that name became a promise of what he would do in someone's life. Hmm. And um, we get two things wherever we go. We, uh, people are saying, why are we just now hearing what the names of God are really like? Hmm. And the second one, which touches our hearts, and that's why we're in this ministry, is I knew that God loved me, but I really didn't understand how much he loved me. Wow. And so that's what, we go to be a blessing to the church, mm -hmm. but what we find out after a seminar, we're the ones blessed. You know we have to invite you back to do this at my church. I mean, you're not going to get off the hook that easily. <laughs> well, that's what we talked to your wife last <laughs> night. <laughs> you're not going to get away like that. We're well, not just going to let you we, go after we this program. That. So let me share with you briefly my favorite name. Okay. In the New Testament, Abba, A-B-B-A. That's right. Literally translated means daddy. Hmm. Now, I had a great daddy. He, he passed away quite a few years ago. And um, every week I study the parable of the good daddy in the New Testament. Hmm. Now, you might not be familiar with the parable of the good daddy. You might know it as the prodigal son. But the daddy's the hero. Right. I, and, hmm. and so I present that. And uh, I'll give you one illustration. I was in, we was in Oklahoma, and I always talk on Friday night, I'm going to do daddy at, on Sabbath services. Okay. And I had a gentleman named Mike come to me and afterwards and he says, well, I'm not looking forward to that name. In fact, I don't even know if I'm going to be here tomorrow. I said, well, share with me. And he says, I had a horrible daddy. He left me. He beat me. He didn't do a thing for me. And I said, Mike, just be here tomorrow, please. Hmm. And I had the privilege of sharing that name. Have you ever thought about God as a daddy? And hmm. one... And afterwards, Mike came to me with tears in his eyes, and he says, thank you, thank you. I know I had a lousy daddy here, but I have a daddy in heaven that will never let me down. That's right. And Rob and I are able to take those individual names and what they stand for, what they mean, and take that to the promise of what it will do in their lives. Mm -hmm. The reason we can do that is it's been done in our life. Wow. So I can do the story of the good daddy because I was in the pig pen hmm. one time in my life. And so I know what it's like.
to think nobody cares, nobody wants you, church doesn't want you, you've gone too far. And God, my daddy, got mm. me out of that pig pen. So I've got to go tell somebody, John. That's right, that's got right. got to go tell somebody. You know, that's a person, so often, I like the point you made, so often we make the son the focal point of the story, the prodigal son. Mm -hmm. But what the father had done from day to day, looking for, hoping for, waiting yes. for, praying for, never writing him off and when he that's saw him instead of rebuking him and, and, and saying, what are you doing here? He just fell on his neck, right. kissed him. And the very fact yeah. uh, against all customs when he saw that son, he ran to him. That's right. He didn't stand on that porch and wait for the son. He mm -hmm. ran. One of my favorite music groups, Philip Craig and Dean, has a song called When God Ran. Yeah. <laughs> and what a beautiful song. I've got to listen to that. Okay, it's called When God Ran. I'll let yeah. you hear it, and if not, uh, you could always look it up. It's a beautiful song. It tells the story of the daddy yes. that every one of us needs to know about. Absolutely. So, ah, but what a, what a wonderful name. Yes. There's, an even, there's even a music group. Uh, I, yeah, would, well, I would wish it was a from Sweden, right? Called yeah. Abba. By the way, yeah. what's what's really interesting in Mark 14, when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, when everything was upon him, that's the name he called out, mm. Daddy, Daddy. Wow. Because he was that. You know, when we're in trouble, we want our Daddy, and there Jesus called out, Abba, Daddy. Wow, wow. Where are you at the most opportune? most important time in my life. I need my dad. Absolutely. Wow, wow. So, Pastor Rob, I gotta ask you next. Yes. You know, um, almost all of the names that we use mm -hmm. are from the Old Testament. Okay. We go to the Old Testament and it's a shame that people have shut off that revelation of God when it is just such an abundant insight into the character of God hmm. all through these names. That's right. And uh, the stories are not about the men, not about the children of Israel. The story is about the, the father who found them, hmm. who was there to redeem them. And uh, so we're constantly trying to help them understand the beauty of the Old Testament mm -hmm. and how Jesus fulfilled that in the New Testament mm. and then how that is fulfilled in our life today. Well, I took the challenge of the ugliest, most disgusting stories in the entire Bible mm. are in Judges, the most debase that man could get is mm. in the book of Judges. You never think of the book of Judges yeah, as a bad book. As a book to use devotionally. Mm -hmm. But it is in the book of Judges that God is called the God of peace. Okay. Yahweh Shalom, mm. the God of peace. Now I hope people are not getting the idea that uh, you have to know these names to know God. God has so many ways of revealing His heart, mm -hmm. revealing His mind, and the names are just one beautiful way to do that. So I took this name, the God of Peace, and mm -hmm. here found it right in the heart of the book of Judges. And when you look at the book of Judges, all of a sudden it begins to unfold because we see Seven times it's repeated how the children of Israel fell into sin 
fell into slavery. They were suffering. They cried out to God. Mm -hmm. Every single time the God of peace heard them, sent a savior, hmm. and there was peace. Seven times we see that. And every time those children got more and more debased in the time in between when they had that peace. Hmm. And the prayer at the opening of the book is, Father, which one of our tribes shall go up and attack the enemy first? Okay. The prayer at the end of the book is, Father, which one of our tribes shall go up and kill our brother? Wow. And the text where it says, even though you make your bed in hell, even there, I will lead you, I will guide you. Mm. And so the portrait that comes out of the book of Judges that I try to emphasize is, you cannot go far enough, deep enough, to escape the love of God. He will never let you go. He will continue to follow you. He will redeem you. And as Ernie points out in one of his uh, sermons, mm. the worst character in the entire Bible is King Manasseh. Okay, that's right. No human being on earth from that time to this time was any worse than what Manasseh was. God found him in a dungeon and restored him. Hmm. Well, we come to God and we think how awful we are. You cannot be bad enough for God to reject you. Hmm. Wow. He loves us. And it's just amazing as those stories begin to unfold. So we spend the majority of our time trying to illuminate the Old Testament, mm -hmm. that beautiful portrait of God. Mm -hmm. And Jesus came and said, Father, I've revealed you. Mm -hmm. This is what you look like. That's, that's amazing. That's wonderful when I hear that. You know, in my mind, we have, we have pastor's minds, and I didn't mean to not call you pastor and call him pastor, but... Oh, that's fine. In our minds, we, we, when we hear about these discoveries in the Bible, it opens our minds, and now we start... In my mind, I'm going through my Rolodex, let me use an older <laughs> word, of all the <laughs> sermons and all the places where I can think of God's name being so significant when Moses said to God before he went to prayer, who, who shall I say sent me? Yes, <laughs> yes. And it's I, need to, I need to, I'm going to go talk to an evil king. Who should I tell him sent yes. me? And it's <laughs> amazing, John, in that scene, that's one of the sermons that we give, that okay. when God made his appearance, that's right. it said that the children of Israel saw God's glory as a consuming fire and they ran as far as they could away from him. <laughs> Moses saw it as the comforting light and walked in it. Hmm. And the thing that we keep pointing out is, Jesus says, I no longer want to call you servants. I want to call you friends. And when Jesus comes back again, he comes for his friends. Wow. A just amazing transformation. And we say that because we have found him to be our friend. Wow. This is a wonderful conversation because the last sermon I did on the book of James is that very 
point about Abraham. Wonderful. And Abraham was called a friend of God. Yes, and he said, I will no longer call you servants. Yes. Just a few days ago, I preached a sermon, and God has a wonderful way of echoing back to my own ears the things that I've said to others. And thank you for, for allowing the Lord to use you that way. It always says to me, God hears. Yes. God hears. But that's, this is why this seminar is so significant. And as, as I've mentioned before, and I reiterate this, you have to come and do the seminar. And uh, because truly, you cannot take, let me put the context here before I throw it back to you, um, Ernie. We cannot take the context or the names of God and say, well, that's the one we hope to see face to face one day <laughs> and uh, get to, to that place when we see him face to face and we say, well, tell me something about yourself. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we need to know more yes. than we know about them now. That's yes. Because whenever yeah. we go on vacation, we want to know all we want to know about the spots, what do they have, what are the amenities, the hotel. What's ahead of us. What's ahead of us. So now tell us another name of God that gives us a beautiful insight of what's ahead of us. Okay. One of the ones that I uh, really appreciate, used to be my favorite till I studied Abba and uh, the word daddy, mm -hmm. is uh, El Shaddai, the many-breasted one. Mm. And uh, I start that out by talking about Octomom, you know, that had all those eight babies. And yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. was saying, well, how in the world are you going to take care of them and, and all of that? And I kind of like to think of myself as a philosopher. <laughs> and uh, I've often said if somebody just paid me $35,000, I'd like to sit on a bench and just solve everybody's problems <laughs> while they come along. And so I had a all saying right. that if you have a lifeboat with eight people, mm -hmm and you got nine seats in the lifeboat, you don't have any problem. That's right. But if you got eight people and seven life seats in there, mm -hmm. you got a big problem. That's Somebody's true. gonna be left out. Mm -hmm. The devil goes around and tells people, you're left out. Hmm. And God says, I'm the many-breasted one. I have the nourishment to take care of anybody, wow. everybody. Hmm. And so what it boils down to, uh, John, is it's a one-on-one -on -one relationship and God is saying to every person individually, mm -hmm. it's not through a congregation or through this or anything, it's just me and you, mm -hmm. and I love you. So you can hopefully begin to see when I said that people walk away and say, well, I knew God loved me, but I really didn't understand how he loved me mm -hmm. because that's what the names, when, when you uh, fill them out and then they see that tremendous love mm -hmm. that God has. A lot of times one of the things about people walking away is because they don't really fully comprehend the magnitude sometimes of commitments that are made. Yes. Somebody may have a parent that says, no matter what you do, I'll still be your dad. No matter how bad the community sees you, I'll always be your mom. And God says the same thing to us. And so, so this idea of being lost is not because God along the way s said, well, I no longer want to be no. your father. He never says that, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you. But then we, as I'm hearing you, as we come to comprehend the magnitude, what's behind that safe deposit box, what's in that vault, yes. the, 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 the long suffering, his goodness, his mercy, that is everlasting, it's hard to comprehend that in a world that everything is temporary around us. Right. But um, I'm, I'm interested, this is something, I've done a lot of interviews, I've never done any on the name of God. <laughs> but um, now, Pastor, your 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 option now. What's the next name that uh, I'm trying to get as many names as I could here? Yes, I'm enjoying this. Um, you mentioned something about Abraham being the friend of God. That's right. And um, I used to look at the story of Abraham and see him on that mountain sacrificing his son. Mm -hmm. And the story that, or what I felt, 
and the story that I've heard other people say is he's a special kind of person. He's got something I will never have. Hmm. He has all of this faith and, and I can do nothing. And um, I had that feeling, you know, Abraham is way off there some, <laughs> someplace. Then I began reading the story and the story does not begin in chapter 22 where he's offering Isaac. That's right. The story begins back in chapter 12 and 15. And the whole story is Abraham looked just like Rob. Hmm. Abraham was just as full of sin and doubt and working for himself, all of this. Mm -hmm. And I looked at that and I said, hey, wait a minute. That's me. Right. That's what I do. Mm -hmm. And then God met him in his tent and said, Abraham, you've come to the place where it's impossible for you to have a child. And Sarah, it's impossible. Hmm. And Abraham said, yes, you told us that a seed would come and I would be the father of mighty nation. And here I am totally incapable of having a child. Hmm. If I will have a child, it has to be the result of the miracle of the father. Mm -hmm. And the father said, now I can work with you. Hmm. Come outside. And he looked at the stars and he said, count them. Hmm. And oh. Abraham said, Father, I can't count the stars, nor will you be able to count the seed. And he thought, Father, what is this? Okay. And Abraham said the most incredible words. Genesis 15, 6. Mm -hmm. Abraham believed that if a miracle was going to happen, it would only be because of God. And it right. said, when Abraham said that, God counted him righteous. Right. That's right. Then when you look at chapter 15 through chapter 22, mm -hmm. a different story emerges. By the way, chapter 16, mm -hmm. Abraham tries to have a child another way, still trying to help God out. I said, that's me. <laughs> I do that all the time. Mm -hmm. And God took him and revealed to us how he moved that man from that position mm -hmm. to where he could move him to the mountain mm -hmm. and hear the voice of God at night saying, I want you to offer your son. Mm -hmm. And he knew it was God's That's voice. Because right. children were being sacrificed all around them. Mm -hmm. It was the worst thing in the, in the world. But then the Abraham that we see on that mountain is a portrait of what Rob Shepherd can become. And God introduced himself to Abraham with another name, Yahweh Jireh. Hmm. God will supply. That's right. He will provide. Mm -hmm. And it says there, Abraham, it was opened up to Abraham, how he could look down and see Jesus' day and saw all the people that would be influenced by Jesus. Why did he do that? That whole story was to get Abraham to the place where God could open up his heart, open up his mind to mm -hmm. Abraham, 
So Abraham could look directly into the heart of God That's right. and see the depth of his love for us. Mm -hmm. That's when Abraham was called the friend of God. You mentioned earlier you took classes from uh, Dr. Leslie Harding. As you know, one of the foremost teachers on the sanctuary. Mm -hmm. Yes. And uh, I mentioned that uh, how when he talked about when he talked about God will provide himself a lamb. You know, one of his one of the ways he broke it down was God would provide himself. Absolutely. A lamb. Absolutely. Not the animal, but himself. Himself. And uh, I remember when I heard him say that the first time it revolutionized that entire mountain scene mm -hmm. it revolutionized daddy father daddy where is the sacrifice mm -hmm. god will provide himself a lamb yes you know god will provide himself mm -hmm. a lamb yes. and i remember when i was in northern california conference dr harding came to one of our pastoral retreats and talked about that and you could see all the pastors just pull out their pens right away and started writing down sermon information. <laughs> <laughs> you know how that goes. Oh, yes. When you have yes. a cook in front of you, you want to write the recipe down. Absolutely. And uh, what a man, what a man. But that's true. I like the way you said that. So many of us think that we look at Bible characters and people that have had an experience with God, and we look back at them, and we almost revere them and say, wow, if I yes. could only be like Abraham. But when you look at Jer when you look at the book of James, Abraham and Rahab are mentioned in the same text. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, yes. see, yeah. God is a God is a God that looks way down and brings us way up That's to right. the place where what a what a wonderful what a wonderful analogy of God again, mm -hmm. God who provides. Yes. Wow, that is wonderful. I'm I'm enjoying this. You know, our program is going to get away from us here. And uh, one more name before we go talk about some of the the ministry needs. That, uh, well, one of the names that I appreciate is Elohim. It's the oh first yeah. name that God introduced Himself. Mm -hmm. uh, it's used 2,250 times, mm -hmm. and it's uh, so. What God is saying is, I've created you, I love you, and I will not let you go. I will make a covenant. Hmm. Now, the word covenant's thrown around a lot, but when I go through the Old Testament, I see a covenant over and over and over. God says. I want to be your God, mm -hmm. and I want you to be my people. That's right. And so Elohim always says, I'll never let you go. And one of the texts that it's impressed me was Joseph in uh, Genesis 50. When he is about to die, he told his son, someday we're going to go over to a promised land. Elohim, the covenant maker, is going to take us there, and I'll be dead, but when Elohim takes you, take my bones and bring me to that promise. That's land. right. So see, he knew his Elohim. By the way, Elohim in the New Testament, Revelation, John says, I looked into heaven and I saw that Elohim himself was hmm. there and there was no uh, darkness because the lamb was the light. Hmm. So Elohim, the covenant maker, is very first word in the Bible. I'm the covenant maker. That's right. One of the last descriptions in the New Testament, the covenant maker. Right. So what a wonderful promise to all of us is that he will not let us go. Hmm. So in Genesis, when we see, and God said, that's the word Elohim. Yeah. Elohim is capital G, that's right. little o, little d. Okay. So when you forget that, you pull out that laminated card we give you. Okay. And you look there and say, G, capital G, old, oh, that's Elohim, that's the meaning, and here's three or four texts. Now, the reason I'm, I know the answer to that, but the reason yes. I mention that is because I want our audience to understand something. That's the one who says, in the beginning, 
God said, let there be light. And so you find when we get to Revelation, there will be no need of the sun on before the That's Lamb right. himself is the light Absolutely. thereof. Absolutely. See, so the God of light in the That's beginning right. is still the God of light in the end. It's that thread that runs through the 66 books. Wow. And, and we tell the people, God said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So we've got to look through that thread and find it. Hmm. This ministry, Knowing God, has been around for approximately how long? Uh, six years ago okay. we, we started. And uh, we started out, like I said, we, we did no advertising, no funding, and mm -hmm. it was word of mouth. And uh, uh, we've had the privilege of being in Hawaii and Canada. We've done camp meetings. Mm -hmm. In fact, one of the fun camp meetings we had last summer, uh, we did the camp meeting at uh, Oakwood University. Okay. We did the all-night prayer meeting. <laughs> it's kind of fun to preach at midnight and at four <laughs> o'clock in the morning. That's right, that's right. But, uh, you know, again, we came to bless. We walked out of that all-night prayer meeting with a blessing that Amen. was just unbelievable. And uh, funds were a little tight. Mm -hmm. We didn't know how we were going to do it. Then somebody in the class gave us a large donation, unbeknownst to what we were doing. Mm -hmm. So we were able to give away almost 400 sets of materials. Wow. And uh, uh, we just had a, had a great time. Now, Rob, tell us about your funding, because you mentioned earlier you don't take a stipend, I mean, uh, uh, honorariums, or even ask for that. But the, but the giving that comes to this ministry is the way that people are able to get the materials. Yes. Because you're not saying, well, we have this limitless, uh, bottomless pit of finances, but financing is so vitally important. Talk to us about what the financing often is used for. You mentioned the materials, yeah. mm -hmm. um, but um, that is very imperative for the ministry to continue. Talk about that. Mm -hmm. Well, as we said earlier, both of us have full-time occupations mm -hmm. and uh, uh, to be able to support this kind of ministry from mm -hmm. what uh, we make is uh, just impossible. Mm -hmm. And uh, to be honest with you, whether it's a little bit of lack of faith or not, we're not sure. But when we started out, we made that commitment. Lord, we want to make sure that this is about you. It's not about us. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're going to try to do everything we can to honor you and what we do. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like uh, Gideon laying out that uh, fleece. That's right. And so we did. And we say, Father, if you want us to go somewhere, send the invitations. We don't know how. Mm -hmm. And Father, in order to do that, could you make the funds available? That's right. Both of those came through. We got the invitation to start, and we've gone to a, about 50 different places. Mm. We make no appeal for funds. Mm -hmm. Where we go, we make no appeal there. That's not what we're about. We want people to know that this comes from the depth of our heart, mm -hmm. and we feel that God is sending us to help people to understand. So we're gaining nothing out of this. Mm -hmm. um, we want them to know that we have no ulterior motive mm -hmm. uh, to come, and that's what's critical. That's where we started the ministry. That's the way we will continue the ministry, and obviously, we can't right. just, there is no bottomless pit. Right, God provides. Yes. God provides. I want to make sure that our audience, our listening and viewing audience, gets the address that they need. And I want to have you come back in a moment before we go to our news break and challenge those who are watching. But right now, here's the address that is important to have 
both of our pastors, Knowing God Ministry, to come to your area. By studying the names of God, you will see the scriptures come alive as never before. If you would like the Names of God seminar to be preached at your church, then you can write to Knowing God Ministry, 2235 Parkhurst Drive, Arlington, Texas, 76001. That's Knowing God Ministry, 2235 Parkhurst Drive, Arlington, Texas, 76001. You can call 817-465-6209. That's 817-465-6209. Or visit them online at knowinggodministries.com. That's knowinggodministries.com. Now, um, I always know that our time comes and goes so quickly, but we have, just before our news break, I want to have, have you, Ernie, share with our, our audience what the challenge often is as, as we've come to know more about God and His call in our lives. Uh, every church that we have the privilege of going to, mm -hmm. I leave them with this thought. Mm. If God had a refrigerator, your picture would be on it. <laughs> if God carried a wallet, your photograph would be in it. God gives us a beautiful sunrise every morning, gives us a beautiful sunset in the evening. Mm -hmm. Every spring he gives us beautiful, beautiful flowers. And every time we talk, God listens. Hmm. God could live anywhere in the universe that he'd want to live, but John, he chose to live in our heart. Hmm. Can't we get the picture that God is crazy about us. Hmm. He's just crazy about us. And that is our message. Wow, wow. You know, Cherie Peter, ha she says that oftentimes, Cherie Peters, uh, you may or may not know her, she's uh, uh, celebrating life and recovery. She's a part of our 3 APN mm -hmm. family. She always says, God is crazy about you. Yes. <laughs> and uh, you know what I think happens? Sometimes if we discount where we were, in comparison to where we are today, we forget to realize that we didn't get there by our own effort but by a loving Heavenly Father who refused to leave us to our own demise. Um, you know, when we talk about this ministry of, of knowing God, we want to have you come back. And, and I know there are many who are viewing this program that are saying, I want to find out about those 16 names altogether. <laughs> you know, I want to get this material. I want to have um, uh, both uh, Pastor Rob and Pastor Ernie come and, and talk about that because you know what? The world today, there's so much, you know, we live in a world that knowledge is, you know, see, knowledge is power. What more knowledge can bring the right kind of power than the knowledge of the Savior and His plan yes. for our lives and who He really is? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I want those who are listening to the program and watching to, to think about that very, very thought, how important it is to know God, not just His name, mm -hmm. not just His title, but what's behind mm -hmm. that vault handle, what's in that um, limitless treasure of his grace and his personality and his plan for our lives. As uh, Jamie George plays the song, Standing on the Promises, think about that and we'll be back with a few closing thoughts after our news break.
Well, friends, I hope you enjoyed the program at least half as much as I did, and I know probably even more than that. And some of you remember the information. And if you didn't remember the information about our guest today, you can always contact us here through ABN. We'll give it to you because you've got to hear about the other 11 to 14 different names. Yeah. Uh, Pastor Ernie and Pastor Rob, so good to have you here today. But Pastor Thanks. Rob, uh, challenge our audience before we, before we sign off today. Give them a few words of encouragement. You can look through this camera right here. I want you to know that what we're talking about it's not about us. It's not about men. It's about the Heavenly Father. And I'd love to leave this portrait in your mind. In Zephaniah, there is a portrait of God that is unforgettable, where it says, when the news comes to God, now I don't know how they communicate back and forth, but when the news comes to God that one of his children has accepted his invitation, it portrays God as one who has clapped his hands and begins to dance in celebration over you. We want you to know him. That is our goal. Amen. Amen. And friends, remember that thought until we see you again. May the Lord continue to bless your life abundantly.